Welcome to This Week in Photo. Bandwidth for this podcast is brought to you by CashFly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. Welcome back to TWIP. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today, we've got an interesting treat for you. It's a special conversation with TWIP regular Derek Story of TheDigitalStory.com. Derek has some thoughts to share on the pricing of the Canon 5D Mark III that I thought the TWIP audience would appreciate hearing. So, we recorded it, and here you go. Okay, I'm talking to Mr. Derek Story of The Digital Story. Um, he's a good friend of mine, and he's always on TWIP. And we uh, we thought, so we were having this conversation, and we were talking about the Canon, the new Canon 5D Mark III. And, you know, not so much is it better than Nikon and, you know, all this stuff. It was just more of, hey, what do you think about the camera, Derek? And we are just talking, and Derek had some, you know, as we were talking casually, he had some pretty interesting uh, position or had a, a pretty interesting position on the camera itself and Canon's positioning of the camera in the market. And I thought, hey, Derek, we got to press record <laughs> on this so that we can share this conversation with the TWIP audience. So we stopped talking a few minutes ago and I clicked record. And now we're going to share, we're going to review what we were talking about. And uh, so you guys can kind of pitch in and, and, you know, on the blog post and all that stuff and get your idea of what, what Derek is thinking. So, Derek, Welcome back, of course. So, um, what? So, take me through. So, there's a 5D Mark III that's out. You know, everybody's waiting yes. on it. There was the 5D Mark II, which is wildly popular and become the de facto standard for lots of people. Um, yes. For most people, I would say, on the DS- DSLR side, uh, much to the chagrin of Nikon. But this camera, the Mark III, is out, which was supposed to be like, okay, we took everything that was wrong with the Mark II. And we put it in the Mark III, and now it's the holy grail of DSLR, video camera, you know, low light thing. So is did they hit it out of the park, or, or what do you think? Well, they, they did a very good job. I mean, I, I would say it's, it's, it's a solid double, maybe a triple for sure. Uh, I mean, the new camera is terrific. And I, I think more what we were talking about with that was just sort of – the price tag of the new camera. I mean, really, isn't that what started the conversation for right. me? Was that you yeah. know, it was, it was the price tag. I, in all my discussions about the camera, I I have been pretty impressed. I mean, I think they did the things they needed to do for the most part with the specs. They, I mean, the frame rate on the five D Mark II really bothered me. It was down at three frames a second, which just seemed crazy to me for. Basically, what I consider a professional camera. Mm-hmm. So they upped that on the Mark III. So now we have six frames a second. So that was good. That had to happen. The autofocusing, a lot of people, a lot of uh, working shooters were complaining about the autofocus on the 5D Mark II, saying that it essentially had a very old autofocus system in it. And they were right. It essentially the same one that was in the original 5d and how many years we're going to go back on that you know yeah, i mean yeah that's some pretty old stuff so they they updated that in the mark three and they have this 61 point high density autofocus but the thing that they really did on the on the new mark three they put in 41 cross sensors now, that's crazy. So you know how that works, right? So a lot of times with autofocus systems, you'll have a cross-sensor 
maybe in the middle, and it's the most sensitive. Mm-hmm. And it's sensitive to, to both types of lines, vertical and horizontal type lines. And then you'll have probably just horizontal sensors, you know, as you go out in the autofocus system there. They put 41 cross types Jeez. in this. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. So that means uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to detect uh, a lot more stuff a lot faster. And then what's going to help that autofocus system work is the Digic 5 processor, yeah. which uh, is uh, pretty beefy. I mean, the computers in our cameras now are you know better than the computers that used to put men on the moon. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that all that is, I think, really great stuff. Yeah, but it's the price, right? Well, okay, so here's the thing. So the the 5D came out... And uh, I bought it right away. It was a great camera for me. The Mark II? No, the original one. Oh, the original one. Yeah, I bought it for $2,500. Okay, got it. And then the Mark II came out. I bought it right away, right away, because I was ready for that upgrade. The one thing about the 5D was it was 12 megapixels. You know, so I, I, that, that Mark II coming out at uh, 21 was, that was pretty good stuff. It was $2,500. And I think there's sort of this this rule in technology. It's probably more of an unspoken rule, but uh, how do you have an iPad? I do. Yes. Do you have one? Or I have. have you, I have the iPad One right now. Yeah. So you have the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I have the uh, the historic one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're like, wow. That's amazing. Are you going to get the three or the the new iPad? Uh, yeah, I'm going to end up getting it. I'm sure. Okay, but so I'm not. I'm not in a rush to get it right now. But I'll right, I know it's not a priority for you, right? right? But the the three is basically, or the new iPad is basically the same price as the first one. Yep. And uh, I mean, it's a trend we just see over and over again in technology, and, and and for the most part in the camera world too. If you follow the let's say if you're a Canon shooter, the Digital Rebels, you know, basically you can expect what price the Digital Rebels are going to come out. You can expect what price. Uh, the 30, 40, 50, 60D uh, series is going to come out at. And we thought, for the most part, we could pretty much guess on what the 5D series can come out at. But they really jacked it up. They jacked it up $1,000. Yeah. So $34.99, I'm looking at, is the estimated retail price. For the body. For the yeah. body only, yeah. Yeah, and you're not going to see any discounts on that, well. uh, at least not for a while. So uh, that's $1,000. And... My thing is, it has been a few years since we've seen the um, 5D, you know, since the 5D Mark II came out. Mm-hmm. So the the things that I cited here, those upgrades, mm-hmm. those are what you expect when it's been a few years, right? You expect, right. you know, that they they upgrade the processor and the autofocusing. It's evolution, you know. right? It's, it's evolution, right? It's yeah. the same thing. It's just, uh, that's why I was trying to make the analogy with computer stuff, same thing. The Every time you buy a new computer, a new tablet, new phone, it's it's basically faster and more nimble and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But but you pay essentially the same price for it. And yeah. uh, that's the evolution of technology. It's sort of a... A spin-off of Moore's Law, maybe you know yeah. that kind of thing. I think if you come out if you come out with something brand new, then you can set the price. But if you're evolving a product line, mm-hmm. generally speaking, unless it's a revolutionary change in that product, and even then, in some cases, then the price should be 
not that different than what the original price of the old one was, right? Notwithstanding, like, okay, if you're going to send yeah. out a new packaging, it's a new 5D Mark III, and now it comes with all this other stuff that goes with it. Yeah, of course, you can crank it up, but if it's still the body only with incremental feature enhancements that and some of them are fixes, you know, then, then yeah. the price should well, be around you know, that's the same. That's a good argument. That's a good argument. I mean, uh, especially a good argument on the frame rate and the autofocus system. I mean, in all honesty, those felt more like fixes than anything uh, to me. Yeah, so something new. Let's say if, you know, now they have the radio-controlled uh, Canon flash. Yeah, right? I want to talk about that a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if the radio was uh, put into the 5D or something like that, right, if – there was a GPS or Wi-Fi uh, built into it where you didn't have to buy a, a separate accessory. Something, something uh, you know, that really kind of takes it to a different place. But uh, we didn't see any of those things. And I have to tell you, the, the first and, – and before I go any further here, I'm, gonna, I'm not bashing the 5D Mark III. Uh, what we're going to get to, what we're leading up to, is the, what we think Canon is doing with the positioning mm-hmm. of the camera. Yeah. And and do you really need it if you already have a 5D Mark II? Yep. That's, that's kind of always my question, right? Yeah, that's kind of where we're going. So, um, But, you know, my first red flag about the possibility of this was uh, when they released the 24 to 70 zoom lens, the update updated version, mm-hmm. which happened a little bit before the 5D Mark III. And the first, you know, the first version of it is selling for about $1,300 right now. And, and yes, the price has dropped a little bit, obviously, because it's been replaced. But the new one, that the, the new version mm-hmm. of the 24 to 70 is $2,300. <laughs> So, I mean, there is, again, there's a, this, it, the price went up considerably from what the other one was selling for at the time of release of the new one. And again, uh, it has some improvements, but they're sort of the improvements that you would expect anyway. Right. So, Derek, so let's frame this. So, is this, you know, and of course, neither one of us has any insight into the Canon marketing department or, or what they're doing or what their roadmap looks like, but is is this, and we know as spoken, as we've covered on This Week in Photo, that there were some management changes and the CEO stepped down at Canon a few weeks ago or a month or so ago. And is this a new Canon? I mean, are we looking at, this is the marketing department saying, okay, we need to we need to shift up higher because we need more money? Or is it, you know, what is it? I mean, why, yeah. playing, even playing devil's advocate, why would you, why a $1,000 shift in a negligibly different body? I mean... That's a, I think it's a great question, and, and I, actually, I've been thinking about it myself, and you know, having conversations over green tea and, <laughs> yep. and sushi about it, you know, and stuff like that. Yes, that was good you sushi, know, by the way. Yeah, and we're all trying to figure that stuff out, right? But I mean, I think there's a couple factors at play. I mean, I think one of the, you know, I think we, we need to start with there's not that many full frame cameras out there, right? I mean, I yeah. think that's you know, when you look at uh, you know, economics and supply and demand sort of thing i mean if you the uh the canon you know if you want to buy for instance the let's say the 1dx full frame mm-hmm. it's going to cost you 6800 dollars for the body yeah right and if you buy the the d4 the nikon d4 is going to cost you 6000 for that little puppy dog and but if you buy the d800 it's only going to cost you only, relatively speaking here, only going to cost you three, 
And then the 5D Mark IIs sort of in between there at 3,500. So really we're talking about in mainstream photography uh, among the, the, the two heavy hitters, we're talking about four four popular cameras right now uh, of the current models. And so there's not that many full-frame cameras. So there's a supply and demand sort of thing going on. Mm-hmm. I also think that Canon does believe this is what the market will bear. I think they honestly mm-hmm. believe that they can get the 3500. The 5D Mark II was a juggernaut indeed. And it, uh, a lot, some people even switched uh, over to Canon to, to use the 5D Mark II. Yeah. So I think uh, I think they believe that the market uh, will bear. Uh, but we're we're the market, you know. And I, I when I hear that, I think there's there's two sides of it, right? So Canon mm-hmm. Canon is a company; it's a public company that's beheld into its stockholders and people that are investing in the company. So of course they want to make more money this quarter or this year than they did last year, so that they can show in their annual report that you know the the line is up and to the right in green, right? Instead of down and to the right in red. So they they have to show that. That's their job as a company. But on the other side, there's the photographers and there's these people that are out there that are they love photography and they love all this stuff with an irrational exuberance and they're willing <laughs> to put their money where their mouth is and buy this stuff. But at the same time, they got to put the kid through school and pay for the ballet lessons and all that stuff. Yeah. So how do you, how do you reconcile, you know, the marketing department looking at that spreadsheet and saying, you know what, let's add a, let's, let's move that number up a notch, you know, <laughs> versus let's make a better product and keep our competitive advantage by making better stuff and making a larger footprint, you know, why not sell to more people that can afford it rather than fewer people at a higher price? Well, I think this is the reason why you and I wanted to do this, this little talk here, because uh, I I think that is a a big question because, uh, you know, it sort of came out of that to the TWIP audience, Mm -hmm. to our audience. I think that a, a lot of times, you're right. We're, we are all very excited. We're all very passionate about photography. And we sometimes just say to our brain, well, this is just the price you have to pay, right, to keep up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, pay the X. Ex- but I don't think that, that all of us collectively, and I mean, I, this is what I do for a living, but I don't think all of us collectively absolutely need the, the 5D Mark III uh, in the Canon world. I, I think that they're, the five, I mean, the first thing that I did, I'm a Canon professional services, uh, you know, member. So I sent my 5D Mark II in for cleaning right away. I said, "Looks like you and me are going to be together for a while." <laughs> <laughs> let's let's work out our differences, honey. Our I think differences. we can make this work. <laughs> Divorce is too expensive. <laughs> Because as much as I would love to have the 5D Mark III, I think uh, I'm going to wait and see uh, what happens with the pricing. And I think that when we get folks on the show that are uh, that are professional-level photographers who absolutely need the upgraded autofocus, who absolutely need the frame rate, you know, who actually maybe need that higher ISO performance that goes way up to whatever it goes up to, 10,000 or something. Yeah. Um, 12,800. Yeah, it's, yeah. 
then you know that's one thing that you know they need that for the type of shooting that they're doing but a lot of us don't need that high of a level of stuff for the type of shooting that we do and there's a lot of really good alternatives yeah. uh, out there and i so i just kind of want to say you don't automatically have to go to the 5D Mark 3 you can you can hang out and see what's going to happen yeah yeah let me let me take that back so the the iso i'm looking at the spec page for canon now so to derail anybody that's going to write me and tell me that I was wrong about this. <laughs> the ISO range is 12,800 for video uh, at the top end and for still photography it's 25,600 on this camera. So yeah. is that And I think you can even push it up higher, I think, you know, if you go but but the point being that it is it, it does have better ISO performance than, uh, on spec on paper than the uh, 5D Mark II. So then you're buying you're buying advice, just bottom line, this is generally speaking, your mileage may vary, is if you have a five D Mark II, look give it another look and maybe send it in for service, get it refurbished and keep plugging on, right? Well also there's that. And then I think there's a there's kind of a status thing, right? For instance, a camera in the for Canon shooters that I like a lot that doesn't seem to get a lot of attention is the sixty D. And uh, you can get that body right now for eight hundred ninety nine dollars. It's it's a it's a new camera, and I mean it's only been out for uh, a while now. That's the one with the flip out viewfinder, right? It's got the articulated LCD yeah. that swings out, which is fantastic. You say uh, articulated, I say flip out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tomato. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It shoots uh, 5.3 frames per second, so just uh, just a hair behind the new Mark III. Uh, it has APS-C sensor, and that that's the one thing. You know, yeah, it, it does have the crop sensor at 18 megapixels. Uh, it can record, if you're a video guy, it can record for 22 minutes. Video recording in the Mark III will be at like 30 minutes. Yep. Not, a, not a huge difference there. Uh, obviously, it doesn't have the, the super fast... Uh, autofocus system like the new one has, but I haven't had a chance to try the 5D Mark III. But my point is that in, you know, instead of getting caught up in sort of the the swag thing and you know the status part of uh, of the deal here, if you just look at spec per spec, there's a big difference between uh, $900, depending on what your shooting needs are, and $3,500. Yeah, you could buy <laughs> you could buy two and a backup. <laughs> Back well, you can get some glass for Pete's sakes, which is and that's what light. All, that's what we yeah. all really need, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because the glass lasts forever. Yeah. Uh, I I haven't updated my seventy to two hundred uh, two eight when the new model came out because you know, my gosh, that lens already makes me look better than I am. Yeah. You know, when I shoot with it. That's see, that's that's great advice there, Derek. I mean, not, um, in in a continuing line of great advice, but. Taking the money that you would have spent this thirty four ninety nine or thirty five hundred on the five D Mark three and buying glass, you know, yes. get your camera refurbished, get your five D Mark two refurbished, and buy Canon lenses that are going to last you forever, and and then keep plugging on, you know, unless of course money's no object, and then of course write that check yeah. for thirty five hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I don't I don't think for our audience here for for the folks that you and I are a part of also. Yeah. Uh, I I think money is an object. It is. And uh you know, I I think that uh, for instance, the uh, you know, when we're talking about the investment of glass, my 8518 that I still shoot with all the time, I bought that thing back when I had a, uh, you know, one of the film bodies. 
uh, on the you know on the cannons, and it is just a lovely lens and and performs just as well as it uh, ever has. And uh, all of my I don't I basically never sell lenses <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. I love them too much. Yeah. But um, but I, I do think that if you if you're thinking in terms of a good investment, then uh, I would. You know the bodies turn over every couple of years. The glass lasts a lot longer. Just an just another data point to think about as you're trying to think about how you're going to spend your money here. Yeah. So let's let's close it off with a quick a quick chat about the new strobes, the 600. Mm-hmm. Um, they're radio controlled now, which is you know awesome because I like radio control and then I like to. I'm a big fan of the Nikon CLS system, which is not radio controlled. It is it is line of sight or optical. So, um, what what do you think of that? I mean, just continuing on the price discussion, they also increased the price of that over the previous version strobe. Um, same same thing. Not as bad to me as uh, with new the tech, tw- right? Yeah. yeah, with the twenty four to seventy, I'm a, a bit more miffed, and with the five D Mark III, I'm s- still miffed. <laughs> with, uh, with the <laughs> miff squared, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the with the new 600ex, uh, the flash and the and the radio transmitter that goes on the camera, this is kind of back to our other point. You're right. At least we're getting some new technology here because with those you get both optical and radio. Uh, they've done a lot of a lot of cool stuff with that set. So it'll cost you a thousand bucks for the for the two pieces. So uh, yeah. I think the flash is six hundred. And then the controller's three something, and then by the time you pay shipping and tax, you know you're going to be over a thousand. You can go two flashes also, so you can buy two of the flashes and one. And use can be one as a master. Yes, yeah, you yeah. can do that too. Uh, they look really slick, but I have to say again, I'm I'm probably not going to get them right now uh, because I'm not in that situation. You know, and this is this is kind of the core point here. If you're a pro that's in these situations where you need that gear, then you have to buy it or rent it. Yeah. But if you don't need it, then I'm not sure it's worth spending the money just for the status of having, you know, the latest thing. If and make, I think if you can make the statement that I turned down a $10,000 job last year because I didn't have the things that the 5D and the new 600 <laughs> offer me. So this year I'm getting that job because I'm getting the camera. <laughs> well, you know, I I love that point because if I needed the 5D Mark III and the 600 Flash for a job, you know, that came up, I would go rent it in a New York minute. There you go. And, uh, yeah. you know, and it's an expense. And if that client said, you know what, Derek, we love your work and we want to give you $60,000 over the next year to do some more stuff for us, yeah. then I'm going to go buy my own. Yeah, maybe that's a, that's a great option, Derek. Maybe maybe the takeaway for the people that are like, man, you guys are bursting my balloon. I was already ready to get this 5D Mark III. <laughs> why, why don't you, instead of buying it, why don't you just rent one? And play with it next to your 5D Mark II and see if the de- the Delta is significant enough to warrant that money. If it's not, you know, and then send the thing back. And if it is, you know, buy it. And if not, just continue to rent it if you need it or keep plugging along with your existing camera. Yeah, I think I, I like renting, uh, especially for one and two offs or to get to know it. I think renting is great or find a f- find your rich friend and mm-hmm. uh, go go play with his or hers. But uh, But also... If you're a pro who who encounters an opportunity that you 
that your equipment doesn't quite meet uh, the needs of that opportunity, renting is a great thing. It helps you get that job. I mean, if you shoot Canon, you, you can work the 5D Mark III just as easy as 5D Mark II. The interface, they're very consistent on that. Uh, you know, rent it, go make the money, and then then maybe you'll have enough bucks to uh, to buy it later on. Who knows? Very cool. Well, Derek, thanks. Thanks for uh, for let me take some time out of your afternoon for this. This was awesome. I think it's this has been a very valuable in a lot of ways conversation for the the Twip listeners. So thanks a well, lot. Well, hopefully we save some people some money. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. Alrighty. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Yep. Thanks, Derek. Bye. Once again, that was Mr. Derek Story of thedigitalstory.com. To keep up with everything in the TWIP universe, check out thisweekinphoto.com, and you can find me at my new site, mediabytes.com, the marketing school for photographers. I'm Frederick Van Johnson, and it's time to take that lens cap off. This Week in Photo is a PixelCore.tv production, produced by Suzanne Llewellyn, with technical producers John Riley and Alutha Jamakar.